Welcome to Snakes and Otters, a pointless discussion of eternal questions. Get ready, we're about to live in your head rent-free. Good morrow, Otterites. This is episode 174. I am Martin. And I'm Robert. And I'm Francis, and I thought Martin was going to forget who he was. <laughs> I did too. <laughs> he looked over at me, he's like, well, aren't you going to say you're, you're the Joe Robert? He's like, no, no you got to go, gotta go first. first. <laughs> I guess it's been, you know... It's a, been a long day. A long day and a, and a lot of bourbon under the bridge, so yeah. to speak. It's a good thing we had lunch before we started the day, because, yeah... We'd be snockered by now. Yeah. Exactly. And you soak up some of that stuff. That's why we have breakfast on other weekends, so that we're not drinking bourbon on an empty it's stomach. stomach. That's yeah. right. So, well, I, I was looking for a reaction for my change of greeting. Meh, it's okay. Nothing wrong with it. I was very, Don't you know, get your J job. No, it's fine. It would have been great if it were done with more enthusiasm. Okay, I'll, yeah. I'll play oh, yes. that for enthusiasm the Enthusiasm beats experience every single time. Yes. Yes, so yes. anyway. In a lot of different situations. That's the line from my book, by the way, but that's another story. Yes, well. Yes. We'll have to talk about that off the air, because that may correct. not be suitable for family listening. Yeah. <laughs> that's like true. Say, uh, it was referring to what you might think. What I, what I like in ability, I make up for in earnestness. Hey, hey it works. <laughs> it's exactly right. <laughs> That's right. So, what is this episode about? This is okay. So, this is Pop Culture Week. Yep. Yes. And fourth, fourth Friday of the month. Fourth Friday. So, uh, we are going to talk the Alien slash Aliens, whatever it's called, franchise. Yes. Movie franchise. Yes. Movie. The movie franchise. Now, the caveat being, I don't really recall too much about the was Alien Resurrection. Number four, I saw it, yeah. Uh, so, like, it, three and four, I don't know that's very well. That's with the Sarney Weaver clones and... Uh-huh. Uh, 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 Winona Ryder. Winona Ryder, yes. Yeah, and uh, Brad Dourif and a couple others. I've seen them. They're okay. It's okay. It's really just, at that point, we're milking the franchise. They, they needed to do something original, which they did later. <laughs> I mean, they went Aliens versus Predator, which I thought was brilliant. Yeah. And then they did Prometheus, which was a prequel, which I thought explained a lot. And okay. Was, was pretty good stuff too. Well, there you go. So, so Francis really is our familiar, oh, super for familiar God's guy. Sakes. What really? But I, wow. I, I mean, I the I focus primarily on the first two films. And that's well, the, those sure. are the seminal ones. It's like you know when you think of yeah. Superman franchise, first and second. Yeah. Everything after that is meaningless. But I think the that's right. You know, the, agreed. agreed. The yes. interesting part is, of course, they're science fiction films, but they're horror. Especially the first one is a Especially horror film. Whereas the second one is kind of also an action movie. It's an action movie, yes. Very much so, yeah. So it's, you know, it's Die Hard in Space, sort yes. of. Before Die Hard, actually, yeah. 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 Um, Die Hard is aliens in an office building? You could make, well, perhaps. Yeah. That's right. But, it, of course, these films are important for this idea of Ripley as this yes. tremendous <clears throat> female hero, a, a person of action. Yep. That's uh, right. Now, but, she's not the first. Technically, you would have to say probably Pam Greer. Uh, oh, in, let me some Pam In Greer. the 70s. Yeah. In those exploitation films. Yeah. Let me some right. Pam Greer. But, you know, it those was, were those not considered mainstream. Right. right. I mean, they were they were great for what they were, but they weren't considered mainstream yeah. like Alien was. And she went on to become a big star that Pam Greer did not. Yeah. Everybody knows who she is, but not like Sigourney Weaver. Yeah, correct. Yeah, and she was well, she did a lot of movies outside that genre. She she was able to not be pigeonholed, right? Or typecast. She could do. Uh, she did drama. She did comedy. She did everything. Right. Which is you know that's that's and, what. And every, even later in her career, she kind of even poked fun at that persona, that yeah. Ripley persona a bit. Um, well, Galaxy Quest. You know, 
Oh, yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, phenomenal. What yeah. is the one with uh, with the two British doofuses, uh, Paul and the alien in the RV? What is that movie? Sorry, you'll have to you'll have to do a little research from one of the other. Oh, yeah, I'm talking. not sure. Okay, well, who's the guy that played um, Scotty in the modern Star Trek movies? What is his Simon name? Pegg? Simon That's Pegg. It. Yes, Simon Pegg and the guy that he always works with. Oh, Shaun of the Dead is from like the Shaun of the Dead thing. They did a movie where they meet an alien because they're driving an RV through the U.S. And Sigourney Weaver plays like the head of the government agency that wants to blow up the alien. I have never seen. I this. have never seen that. Oh. No. Well, I mean, so now I'm, uh, I have to look up what it is. Well, here. yeah, you go ahead and do that. Uh, Sigourney Weaver's also done some really great stuff. She was uh, one of the big bads in the Defenders miniseries on Netflix. Yes. Which was uh, the kind of the coalition co- or coalescence of Daredevil, Jessica Jones, uh, Luke Cage, and Iron Fist. Yes. About halfway. I mean, I think they all had one more season after I don't think that. they all did, but yeah, pretty close to it. Yeah, because yeah, uh, I know uh, Iron Fist 2 came after that. Uh, Jessica Jones Season 3 came after that. Uh, and Jessica Jones was the best of those, in my opinion. I, I, I love Jessica Jones a whole lot, but I much prefer Daredevil. I thought Daredevil, Daredevil was, was very good. Was yes, very, very yes. good. That's correct. And yes. he's, he's coming back, too. Yes. Actually. And apparently, uh, they're not they're being somewhat cagey on whether or not Everything in the TV series were canon, but all indications seem to be that they are. That's what we're hearing. That's yes. right. And he, because both Charlie Cox and Vincent DiForno have signed D'Onofrio. Not, well, yes, I know. I don't ever get it right, but you know. Well, it's it's a big thing. I mean, you get people's name. That that's that's not even close. Wilson Fisk. Yeah, and yes. he is Wilson Fisk. There's yes, no he does question. a phenomenal job. He does all my stuff. Yes, Vincent D'Onofrio always does. He is an amazing, yes. scary villain, which is. Even more amazing because he's a nice guy. Yes, yes the actor is, is just a yes. really he's a, he's a very engaging he's very good villain. You know, in Men in Black, he was the uh, the the guy who was taken over by all the insects. Edgar, yeah, yes, he was the Edgar suit. Yeah, yeah, uh, which was you know you, it, until you go back and look, it's like, oh my god, that really was him. Because yes. you only get to see him for just you know when he makes that one line, you can have my gun when you pry for my <laughs> cold dead fingers, and they said you know a proposal okay. accepted. <laughs> well, anyway. It's another one we could talk about. Yes. Uh, that's a, a fantastic so, movie. But, but we're not anyway, talking about that movie. Yes, yeah, so, yeah, so, right. So Sigourney Weaver went on to varied and multiple uh, uh, types of movies and was successful in, in a good number what of them. What is it? Working Girls? Working Girls. She was the one. Yeah, she was the bad guy there. Yeah. And that was not that long after Aliens. No. Uh, no. That was like 86, 87. Right, which I think was before Well, let's see, it would have been 87 or 88 because... Uh, 88, yeah, it had to be 88 because I was dating my wife at the time. It wasn't my wife then, obviously, but so that would have been like 80, early 89. Yeah, yes. which was, I think, before number three, or it was right around that time. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But Alien itself, though, I mean, when you talk about this, you really have to start with that mm-hmm. because it is, it really is one of those rare movies that is unique. Now, obviously, since then, it's not so unique. Right. But for but that in moment in time, that was unique. That movie was scary. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Scary as hell. It's smushing together this sci-fi idea that we're familiar with and a horror idea that we're familiar, we're familiar with, with, but putting them together in a way we hadn't before. Right. Sci-fi now, you know, was always this 
hopeful creature from the black lagoon you know. is probably the one of the closest examples of you know progenitor kind of thing yeah. but that's not scary because you know it's got a rubber suit yeah. um, but this takes that concept because that's kind of science fiction too yeah uh, and really not just turns it on an ear on its ear but really it just takes it to an order of magnitude greater yeah. because it, it does the science fiction part really well yes and that's unusual too and you know it has the benefit benefit of being post star wars and post star trek the motion picture and post jaws which i think is very yes, and post very jaws important yes. because yes. that's the same concept that really scott is zeroing in on here is you don't see the monster until yes. much, much, until much, much later. later. Yes, and, even, and that's and I guarantee. I and know even that's until really the, the final scene is really the la- when when it's shot out into space is when right. you get your first real look at it. That's right. When you yeah. see the head, you see parts. Right, and which is you know that's the same Jaws thing. You don't really until it's we need a bigger boat. You don't see the shark. The and full, even then, yeah. that's only just for a brief moment. Yeah, and that and and I want to say I don't I cannot speak to the influences, but I think after after that movie Jaws, everybody said. Well, hell yeah, you don't want to show the monster. That's hell of a lot more scarier. Exactly. And that's exactly what Ridley Scott was it's, zeroing Yeah, on. I mean, it's... He, Scott's the zeitgeist they, to that, that they yeah. learned from Jaws. He's, he's building on Spielberg and, and Hitchcock. That's correct, yeah. To it, you know, and then turning the what we've been used to with sci-fi on its head as well. Right. Because we're always used to this notion sci-fi is about the betterment of humanity and all this other... But you know, sometimes it's just about guys working a job. Yeah, seven, eight people trapped on this towboat or tug. Yeah, the, the mining vessel. Yeah, the mining vessel Nostromo, and they're stuck on it. Right. And then you know the the other really cool piece uh, that you get to, then it, it, it's hinted at a lot in the first and made a lot more plain in the second is bureaucracy gone wild yes you know this it, it starts as a monster movie but the real monsters are us yes in the second movie that is very much the you case. know yes. yes there's a little of that in the first but not really um, yeah, yeah the only part you really get that in the first is the fact that they have to, why the hell are we diverted why are, why do we get woke up yeah. early to go do this right. and they always talk about the company it's always an unnamed corporation, yeah. which is yeah. great. And the, the computer is called Mother. Yes. You know, and Mother ordered us to yes. do this. Um, the thing I like about Alien, it, 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 a lot of it's just everything you've talked about so far, Martin, uh, it is a it's just such a great blending of the two genres. Yeah. And blending two genres is really difficult. You know, it's hard to, to truly... I mean, you can have a romance aspect to an action flick. As a matter of fact, you almost have to have That's right. yeah. a romance af- a- 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 aspect to an action flick. But, you know, it, it's hard to say, take a Western and add in, you know, some kind of... Um, uh, uh, oh, well, Science fiction? No, because we've done that. I was just like, uh, Cowboys and Aliens. Uh, in Wild Wild West. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, those are <coughs> still difficult to do. But, I mean, it's That's hard right. to take, you know, like some historical drama, uh, like Richard III. Yeah. And add science fiction to it. So, you know, certain things just don't mix well. Science fiction and horror, to that point, weren't really things we thought of together. And what made it so great was the un- unexpectedness yeah. of each of the scary scenes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, obviously the first one 
is when the egg opens. I mean, just opening was a little scary because, I mean, the, the characters jumped and it was just like, holy crap, nobody expected that. And then, of course, when the, the thing grabs a hold of John Hurt's helmet and his face, that's unexpected. Absolutely. It, it breaks the whole concept of this alien itself, which I think is, I'm, I think this is Ridley Scott more than anything else, is unlike anything we've ever seen. Right, it's truly alien. That's correct. That's the first time all other aliens in sci-fi were, they're humans yeah. with... Humanoid, funky, yeah. You know, humanoid with funky heads. This is truly alien. And it also has what I think, here's the visceral part of it. It wants to eat us, yes. essentially. That's why Jaws was so scary, because it wants to eat us. Right. It's, a, in, it's an indiscriminate evil. That's and correct. indiscriminate evil, in many ways, is the scariest kind of evil. That's right, because nobody because it could happen to anybody. That's right. Yeah. Yes, and there's and so there's a lot of things working in this too. Because in a science fiction film, well, we're conquering space. How? how I mean, how, why can't we deal with this thing? Right. And, and you know, they're they're impotent to deal with. Right. This. There's no lasers. Yeah. How can you have a science fiction film without yeah, I mean, lasers? Just take the I mean, lightsaber got... and cut his head off. No, exactly. There's none of that. So they're so limited in their response, and there's so little information. You know, Star Trek is almost always, well, what do the sensors tell us, Captain? Yeah, and then you know everything. Yeah, it's, it's none a of that here. Right. There's it's none of that here. It's a shorthand. And so they're, they're figuring out along the way. They don't know what they're up against. And at the same time, like you said, it's amping it up from the shark. The shark is just... A fish. It's just... Yeah. But Shark's just thing, going... I mean, Shark is really... You can make the argument that Shark is really the hero of that film because he is just going along, minding his own business, sharking about, doing what sharks right. do. Right. He's just acting by instinct. Yeah. He's he, living his best shark life. Yeah. But this thing in Alien... It's evil. It's 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 got an intelligence to it that we don't understand. Yeah. That's right. And it, 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 it desires us for its own both reproduction... Yes. And its own consumption. And that is one of the things that... That's a great point, because there are dual evils there. That's right. There is an implied form of rape against everybody with that's the reproduction right. part. That's right. Yeah, and it's very much a part of the, yeah, the critical there, analysis that is of the beyond, film. That, that is centers. more visceral, yes. I submit, than just being wanting to be eaten. Oh, yes, oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, very much so. So, yeah. not, but, but this alien has both. This alien has it's both. That's right. It's, it not only wants to eat you, but it wants to fuck you, too. Exactly, and Pardon my friend, you know, the, you the, did it again. The you know this the, the whole. I mean, every I mean, Saturday Night Live lampooned the the John Hurt scene a million times, and it's been in other places a million times, where you've got John Hurt. They're all you know the thing is off his face. You know that you know they everything's think it's better. Everything's better, and you're back at that domestic moment. Yes, of eating together as a community, and they're laughing and they're joking, and then all of a sudden he's like, Ugh. and. He flops around, and he's on his back on the table. And the first part that made it so scary was that spot of blood that just splashed up out of his chest. You know, just all of a sudden there's this huge... He, he jerks, and there's this big red splotch on his chest. And, you know, that... There's no comparison in any other movie to that particular act until that point. There's nothing before that. That's right, because it's... Totally unknown yeah. in film or TV... And then the little sucker, you know, pops its head through John Hurt's body. Mm -hmm. it, it destroys bodily integrity. Yeah. But that, I mean, people literally screamed yep, they in pooped, the theater. Pooped their pants. <laughs> when those things happened. 
That's how scary that was. And that's, that's hard to underestimate now because, it's, well, it's hard to even properly estimate. It's easy to underestimate now because we're so blasé yeah. and because now we've seen it. And, you know, because it, it, it's very difficult to come up with something you've never seen before, whether it's in the written word or on, on screen. That did it, though. And that did it. That's yeah. what makes this movie so wonderful, in my opinion, is that it, it broke new ground in ways that everybody was affected by. There's nobody that watched that movie that said, eh, I saw it all coming. No, 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 no. Absolutely. And if they do, they're a liar. Yeah, for the first time. Now, it's become yeah. kitsch now. It is. Everybody rewatches the movie. Here it comes. Come on. Yeah, let's nobody's watch. scared. Everybody's nobody's scared. Yeah. It's like, wow, here it is again, you know. But yeah. that first time, it was the absolute poop the pants moment. Yeah, I mean, yeah. again, it, super, super unique for 1979. Just incredible. And again, weaving all of these things together, this science fiction, yet. Yeah, yet a, the limited human, even though we're conquering space, we've conquered space, they're on this ship, they're mining some faraway place, but we're still limited in what we can do. This horror aspect of this creature, we have no idea what it is. And then, oh, let's throw in this, again, this this element of who are the real monsters. But that's late. That, yeah, that's more but of the it, second It's, it's a little bit in video. the first one because they do admit... Um, well, yeah. Once you find Ash, out from it, from it, Ash, yeah, he does admit the company wanted them to go find this thing. Yes, and when Ripley takes that that long metal bar and hits him upside the head and literally knocks his head off, because I think at that point, up until that point, did they even know Ash was a, a synthetic? Because I'm not no. sure. No, that's right. I didn't. That's right. That's they a, didn't. That was part of the freak. That out. was part it's, of the freak out. Oh, yes. she's hitting. But he's bleeding white, what in the yeah. hell is going on? What is he? So there's two monsters there, you know. Yeah, and then again, so that's a total mother freak right. out. And of course, right. they kind of retcon a little bit of that, like, well, they're everywhere, we know about them, but we didn't know he was one of them. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Right. And she didn't know. Right. And she now it's, know. and that kind of comes up in the second that it dis, it's, gets disclosed to the crew that there's a Well, synthetic. by the second one, it's like, what, 70 years later because she's in hypersleep or 50, whatever they yeah. called it? 57 huh? years later. Yeah. So, you know, by that point, they probably are more commonplace. Yeah. But, yeah, so everywhere you go in this movie, there's always something else. Yeah. And this movie follows some great horror. uh, You know, we were talking about, before the show, we were doing this, uh, talking about our stories, our our writing. And we talked about obligatory scenes. And this one, this movie has some great obligatory scenes for horror and science fiction. Yeah. So one of the obligatory scenes for a horror is that, you know, you think you've defeated the monster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you find out, oh, no, it's not really over yet. Right. And this is obligatory, not just in horror movies, but, you know, action films and stories have that same kind of thing, too, where you think you've, you've won, but you haven't. you got to actually go and finish yeah. off. You and so you get Hans that. Gruber, but he hasn't fallen through the window yet. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So when, when the alien gets on the shuttle and you see, you know, because everything's dark. None of this movie yeah, is well that, lit. Yeah, Ridley Scott's cinematography cannot be underestimated yeah. for the effect. So, and with the with the alien being the, that that shiny black, leathery, plasticky looking skin, and you know she's Ripley's getting in that that sleep pod, and then you see along with all of these these cables and tubes, one of them start to move, and you realize. The alien is inside the shuttle with her. Yeah, it didn't right. do any good to blow up the Nostromo. Because she's still got a fight. Yeah, she's still got a fight. And again, I just I just love the whole part about talking to mother the computer and 
just breaking down crying that they were all used, you know, as as pawns to get a hold of this thing. Yes. Whatever which, it which is. humanity cannot coexist with. She, right. They understand that. Uh, well, and yeah, because they, but it, it takes they deal with it obviously on a more visceral level, mm-hmm. uh, which is again one of the great things. I lo- one of the things I love about this movie is all of the problem solving they do. They 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 try and you know it's, the term I'll use it, but it's pre-show. They MacGyver all kinds of things to try and figure out how to stop it. Yeah. So they're very inventive. There's that creative aspect of you know it's very cool the way they they try and come up with all these different things well, to yeah, defeat the alien crawling through. The, the things, you know, he's Captain Dallas. He's supposed to be the, the hero here, you know. Right, right. You're expecting that. And he's got this flamethrower thing he's built, and he's kind of waiting there. And then he dies basically off screen. Yep. And it's like, what do you mean the well, captain didn't win? The captain's not the last one. Yeah, again, yeah. another subversion. It's a subversion of that trope. Uh, he's you know, supposed to be the hero. No, he isn't. Right. Yeah, because up to that point, you don't realize that he's not the hero. That's right. And they again... He, 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 and he even acts like the hero. I'm going out to kill the dragon. Yep. Literally. And, you know, he gets, you know, he's, he's killed almost immediately and almost effortlessly. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's just, the the things that are innovative about this movie, you, there's it's so unending. The acid yeah. for blood. <laughs> yeah, it literally burns through the ship on the way down towards yeah. the hull. Yeah, and so they're worried they're going to have an explosive decompression. But it, you know, peters out like at the last second. Right. So, you know, there's that element of suspense as they go from level to level to level, and, you know, the hole gets smaller and smaller, but it's still there. And, you know, all it takes is one tiny little hole, and you're all dead. Right. And it just, it's just again, that's a bit of the science fiction. Well, yeah, that's using the science it. fiction trope for the horror aspects of it. Yes. And that's brilliant. I mean, that's, you know, where that came yeah. from. Once the alien is introduced... And after you have that lull of, you know, where you think John Hurt's going to be okay, it is nonstop action. That's right. And it's, you know, every time you think you're safe or they, oh, okay, they got it figured out, something happens and you're right back where you started from. And it's just, it's yeah, just a it's, masterpiece of storytelling. Stakes keep moving up and then up and then up and then yep. up <clears throat> until literally there's nothing left uh, except one lady. And her cat. And her cat and her underwear. Yep, that's it. <laughs> yeah, uh, we can't forget the underwear. That's great. Well, it was it was a big deal. I mean, it was that was a big deal. deal. I mean, yes. yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, people still did, people still say did. she did what? Why did you do that? That makes no sense. Well, I and mean, it wasn't really intended to be titillation, although it was a little. It bit. It was a little bit, but I mean, she's mostly not got she, the prototypical titillation kind of body. But it's it's meant to be a stripping down of the humanity. This we are no longer a technical. Uh, innovative society. We this is brute force, blood, bone, and muscle well, against that. So it's, it's also breaking evil. Well, it's breaking yeah everything to the most uh, primordial uh, aspects. So yeah. it's literally man versus monster. That's right. Exactly. As well, woman versus monster. Yeah. Uh, as most visceral, uh, basic. And that's level. exactly why. Yeah. And, and plus, it's already established in in early on that that's how they get in these these sleep chambers. Sure. Because you know, so yeah. right. So, you know, it's not like this is a newly introduced piece of information. Right, yeah, but that's just, you know, the brilliance of the screenwriters that, and that's really Scott, we'll give him all the credit because yeah. he's the one that really made that. Uh, it was, I didn't see this movie probably until after, I know I didn't, until after Aliens came out. I saw it in the theater 
And yes, I screamed my ass off just say, like you, everybody else in the theater. You pooped your pants then. Yes, I, I did. Because yeah, I know how old you would have been, 14, 13? Yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Well, I'd have been 13. That is, 13. Uh, uh, considering the fact that nobody knew this was really coming until it hit, it's not like the internet where you know you got it the next hour. Right. Uh, it's only word of mouth at that point. Hell yeah, I, that would have given me nightmares. I didn't see Jaws. It didn't give me nightmares, but yeah, it, it, I screamed and, and averted I my eyes. I never saw Jaws until we were in college because, and I, I read the book, but I knew the hype, and that was enough to scare me. So did this one. It says I ain't going near that. And then Aliens comes out a few years later, and then we're in college, and I hear, oh, you got to see this. This is really good. I'm yeah. thinking, okay, so I went and saw that one, and I'm older. These things don't freak me out like they used to. Then I went back and saw it. I said, holy crap, this really was good. Because I could look at it with an adult mind, even though I didn't know all the pieces. Right. Well, even if we were to see a movie like Alien in the sense that, you know, scary science fiction, you know, we would be so inured to that type of scare that that's not going to work again like it did before. No. That's why Aliens, plural, was an action film. That's correct. It was an action film with horror aspects as opposed to a horror movie with action aspects. Yes. So let's, real quick... um, I think we, we talked about the first film, Alien. So let's give a little credit to some some creators. Ridley yep. Scott, we've talked about as a director. Yes. Dan One O'Bannon. of our favorite directors. Right? Yes. Yeah. So. Dan O'Bannon uh, wrote the script. Uh, Tom Skerritt as Captain Dallas. Sigourney Weaver as Ellen Ripley. Yep. Veronica Cartwright. Harry Dean Stanton. How can you not love Harry Dean oh, Stanton? Yeah. Oh, absolutely, yeah. John Hurt. Ian Holm, Ian again, Holm, as, as Ash. Holm, yes. And Yafik Koto. Koto, the lady. Uh, again, that we love him as well. Uh, that's Alien. And then, yeah, and that's it, folks. I mean, that's all you needed was right. just that crew. You didn't have anybody else. Yeah, it was a very basic set. I mean, yeah. it was movie. It looks like it was probably expensive, but you know, it probably wasn't expensive to make as you think. No, it was not. It was. Uh, I want to say uh, because it was an untried concept. Yeah, you know, science fiction. Well, like Star gonna... Wars only got like seven and a half, ten million dollars. Yeah, and you're great. Seventy-seven. That's good money. But not really as much as you would think, even back then. Right, and, this, and certainly for how much money it made, that movie. Well, and that's another was reason profitable why as hell. this was this was an easier sell. Yes, because <coughs> oh, yeah, everybody was into science fiction movies then. Right, so this was this was especially space good. movies. Right, yes, and uh, that's, uh, Star Wars really did kick off uh, a change in not just how movies were made, but what kind of movies. Yeah, were made. you could approach a studio and get. This kind of material made, right? Um, I mean, it that's is, essentially how the Star Trek, the first film. Well, that's correct. You know, is, it was is, Paramount. Well, looked okay, at, looked we'll at give Star it a Wars all that money. It says, "Well, don't we have something like that?" That's what the, the story yeah. And then goes. they screwed it up. I mean, yeah, well, I mean, they they did better on the second one, but you know, the first one that almost killed it. It was it was it was very different. It was yeah. it was it, it had visually to, stunning movie. Correct. I mean, and the director's cut. If you've got a chance to see it in four K. They, they recently re-released that, the director's version of it with Robert Wise. Holy mackerel, I've watched it twice. Uh, it's, Big surprise. Yeah, it's, 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 it is great. Yeah, it really I, is. I guess you and I are probably like the oddballs. I do really like the first Star Trek. I like it, but as even before I, I got into writing... I of its limitations, yeah. Yeah, there are, there are things I look at that and it's like, oh my God, this is so boring. And it's rated G, the original version. That's right, it was, yeah. And, it, which is, you know, you think it's odd because there's, there's a death in it. But it's still rated G. Yeah. But, you know, it's just... It, it was a little too cerebral. And plus, they already did that, that... I mean, that's the changeling. They already did that plot. Right. It just They did it better this way. They did it better this time, yes. With the right yes. scope. But, you know, hey. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it's a, it's a good story. And uh, 
uh, it's 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 worth a look at 4K. All right, so yeah. let's bourbon break real quick, and then I want to talk about the second film. Okay, a yeah. little bit more than what we've done up to yeah. this point. Yeah, because I, I, you know, we can we, a little we've bit. hinted, but yeah, you know, there's a, again, there's a lot to the second film that's yet more special and unique than, than the first. It film. is. That's right. So uh, um, I have poured a nice glass of uh, wild turkey. I didn't know you had that over there. I probably would have poured it had I realized that. That's mm. it's become my my go to in most cases. It absolutely is. I'm drinking the CCR bourbon, Green River. Green River, okay. I poured the Green River, but you know, as we were talking about the writing, I drank most of it, and now it's you know very watered down, and I don't know if I can give a valid opinion of it. <laughs> I enjoyed it, and I can tell that it's good. But it's so yep. watered down now because it's, it's mostly my ice left. Yeah. Well, it, it, it goes up. It, it, it's, it's a it's a top of the mouth and goes up to the nose. That's 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 that can I, be dangerous. Yeah. Not all bourbons do that well. That's when you hit the nasal passages. It's, it's very smooth, slow, and non-invasive. But you get it. You you can feel it up through there. Yeah. So what kind of flavor do you get out of the Green River? Do you guys get the licorice like I do, or? What do you get? Uh, from not it? really. Um, I'm yeah, sure it's I, there. I'm so watered down right now. I couldn't tell you. Okay. Uh, no, it, it, it's it's got a uh, an oaky, mossy hint to it. Okay, that's uh, good. I, I would I would I would think on that. Yeah, it is. It is smooth. You know, there's no harshness. There's no bite. Uh, there's no. Uh, it doesn't go to the esophagus at all. So kind of smooth and outdoorsy. No, uh, that's not bad. That's not bad at all. Yeah. I like that. That's good. So Green River is a definitely a recommend. Yeah, it's, the Wild Turkey is, of course, a recommend. We, we just yeah, I'm going to have to redo yeah. the Green River for the next episode. Yeah, Green River is from Owensboro, which, of course, that's where the Green River is. Goes yeah. through that area yes. yeah. uh, down that way. Uh, and so it's not a, it's not quite as close uh, to us as, as some. And it's got its own, because I, this is me talking, I suspect the limestone down there is just a little different than it is here close to us. Oh, probably. So, it, so it's going to have a little bit of a different flavor, which... You know, it's still close enough. It's good Kentucky bourbon, so yeah, it's just going to have a slightly different palate. But I, uh, you know, the wild turkey again with the pear and vanilla. That, yeah, that that does it for me. It. That's if you if you ask me to pick one, if I'm going to order it, it probably would be that. And it factors into my writing project. I have to mention wild turkey. So but, hey, there you go. The characters drank to drink bourbon. All right, so cool. That's a very good bourbon. Quick bourbon break. So. The second film, 86, Ridley Scott is not the director here. They turn over to James Cameron. Not fresh, a bad choice. Fresh yeah, off right. the success of the first Terminator film. Yeah, that's right, because this is two years after that first Terminator, 84. Yeah. Uh, and really, this is kind of late for a, a sequel. Uh, you know, normally yeah, nobody expected one. there would be one for, right. for several years. Uh, well, and we, you know, we weren't really into sequels other than Star Wars and Star Trek yet. And those were actually just kind of starting because yeah. you, you've... Uh, uh, yeah, well, you you've finished the, you know, the three Star Wars movies. And even yeah. though George Lucas was talking about more, we wouldn't see those for another ten years. Yeah. Uh, by this uh, time, we've had three Star Trek movies. Four, well, four came out in 86, didn't it? Uh, yeah, it would be. Yeah, so, yeah. So, you've got, so, so you've got four. So that's a... See, so the concept of franchise is only becoming something. Yeah. And I'm I mean, not sure that didn't kind of go into this saying you know that first one was really good if yeah I mean we yes we did have some franchises it's like this is not unheard of right but it's not big yet well, sequels yeah, are not like they are now well there's been two Jaws by this point there might have been three 
but the third one was meh. Well, you know, there's the Dirty Harry movies. Those are, se- you know, there's sequels there. Well, that's what so, I mean, you know, James Bond, my James God. Bond. Yeah, like, you know, so, yeah. Had, so it, it does happen, but, you know, James Bond, for, for as popular as it is, it's not like blockbuster mainstream sequels like we see with, you know, the Star Wars movies or the Marvel movies. Not at this I'd time. like to say Trek, but really... Trek doesn't hit as 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 mainstream. Oh no, not at all. As we would like to have seen. Bond is pretty well established by this point here yes. as a as a summer movie that's reliable. But the concept of tentpole really wouldn't come until later because yeah, yeah. when things get more expensive, you, yes. you you're working that way. Summer blockbusters starts with Jaws, but it, it evolves. Yeah. And it goes so forward. Aliens, you know, it's totally different take. In the yeah. sense that, you know, it's almost like, well, you know, we know we can't be as scary because people have already seen all the scary stuff. So they go a more straight sci-fi action film. Which, I always said, you know, these movies, they prove why science fiction is a great vehicle for every other genre. Correct, because you can do any of those. Because you can do any of those. Yeah. I mean, you can do a Western. You can do... Uh, Outland was 81. Uh, right. I mean, it was a fantastic movie. You know, you can do action. You can do romance. You can do every single... And horror. <laughs> You do every comedy. That's right. You know, all of them with a sci-fi setting, and it gives them a new twist. So this is really probably the first sci-fi action film. Yeah, I mean, to I mean, great, Terminator aside, but it's, Terminator it's a war is a movie. Yeah, I mean, it, Terminator is a little less action it, film yeah, sci-fi it, because it's I mean, Earthbound. You just have yes, yeah, Earthbound. This you just have space. the robot, and that's yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, now it's in, in a way, although Terminator's kind of a, a horror film too. Yeah. Very much so. Yes, yeah. it's got it's got plenty of that in yeah. there, and that's and that's James Cameron's genius. Uh, and this is this is early Cameron. I mean, he's done Terminator at this point, but this is long before Terminator Two, long before Titanic, and yeah, you know, some yeah. of his other great uh, stuff that he's done. So, uh, but he, it's got all the great elements. Yeah, you know? and he was I don't want to say his controversial choice for this by any means, but it was a risk. Because this this was a high budget movie, for only one for you're changing the genre sort of, you're banking on they're gonna have come from the first one and expecting more of the same. You can't not give them that. And but well, yet we. But what are they expecting? Are they expecting to be scared or are they expecting the alien? And now they're and they're multiple. Not, and that is a very legitimate right. question. And I think you were right that the scare wouldn't have held up. Right. Yeah. I mean, but the audience it, may it not know that. Took it in a whole new direction. But I don't know because I, I think by then, people either would have seen it enough times, or by then it may have hit one of the early uh, cable uh, oh, franchises. Yeah, yeah. So, it was huge oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. people were all over it. Yeah. So you know, people would have seen it multiple times if they wanted to. So yeah, yeah I think the ability to scare people with that kind of stuff that the aliens do, you know, you'd have to come up with something new, which that's which that, you kind of do with well, the Queen. That's right, yeah. and that's Daily kind of the queen. intention of when anytime you do a sequel, you've got to do it bigger and better, deeper yes. and longer, the whole schmear. Uh, and, and this definitely does that. Well, yeah, it does, but it, but it raises it, the stakes it, hugely. Well, yeah, completely. It's very different. Yes, yes, and you know, it's. It, it, I think it succeeds. Oh know? yeah, it's one of the few. It, it actually surpasses in most in most people's minds. Well, it's like Star Trek Two. Well, yeah, it absolutely. surpasses Star Trek One. Yeah, and one, you know, Terminator Two. In many ways, surpasses one, but they are so different. They are, they are. You know, because yeah. if nothing else, one has the most awesome soundtrack ever. You know, I, I think the Terminator soundtrack in in one on one oh you, you can't is just it. phenomenal. I love it, absolutely. Brad Fidel and, and the and the, the the second side, if you had the vinyl, which I did, 
was all the uh, the uh, the, the sun tracks yes. in the movie. Tawny Kane and uh, 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 tons and yeah. tons of other stuff like that. So you know, in many ways, it's hard to compare. Um, Terminator is a, is a is a sequel, you know, because they really are because they are, and these are so different. They're but so these are also too. these are close enough to me that that they do compare. But yeah, they are a lot different. Yeah, too. I mean, it, it is again the, the 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 cool thing that Cameron did is made a break from the horror aspect to turn it into something else. Yes. And was successful with it because yeah. and it and worked. Next, you're discarding good. what made the first one so damn good. Yes. And for a studio, that's a risk. Yes. You know, why would people come and be disappointed because they don't get what they got the first time and loved? So that's from a studio yes. perspective. Yeah, that's a thing. But Cameron sells it. Uh, yes. on, uh, because Cameron wrote this script. That's correct. That had a, and directed. And Terminator 2 was such a... Terminator 1 was such a huge blockbuster only two years earlier. But blockbuster, but in the sense that... Unexpected. I mean, no, yeah, it was unexpected. Oh, yeah. It was right. the unexpectedness that made it yeah. so impressive. And they realized this guy can pull off this. Yes. Because he, he made us a shitload of money two years ago on a shoestring budget, essentially. Yes. Uh, so let's give him a little bit of a budget and see if he can do it again with a similar yeah, type of franchise. when you watch that, especially when you watch it on the VHS back in the day, it has a very 70s vibe in the quality of the filmmaking. Uh-huh. Because, but when you get to the point where you've got Arnold and then the the de-skinned robot, right? Um, you know, it, it jumps a bit better. But I mean, you know, a lot of the scenes, like when you know when they're at the the bar or when she's getting ready, it's like, man, this could be a seventies flick. Oh, I feel yeah, like was, this is you know, very much so. Yeah, it, just Linda way, Hamilton's hairstyle was screamed that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyways, let me back to Aliens. Yeah. So for me, not to, to jump, I just want to. I love the action aspect of this, you know, and, you know, there were lots of things that were very much foreshadowing, you know, when Ripley gets in the, the suit, the exosuit, and is moving all the stuff around and, and what have you, you just know that that's going to play that's in there. That's going to play yeah, in. And that's and, just, that's good story writing. It's good storytelling, but the payoff was really good with that. Oh, yeah, yeah, it you was know, not... All uh, of the action pieces were really good. And you see an evolution in Ripley yes. from the fear from the first film to the to get away film. from her, you bitch. Yeah, to to this escalation of protecting Newt. Yes. So the the if you're not, I don't see how you could not be familiar with this story. But if you're not, Ripley has been adrift in space for fifty seven years. Yep. She's rescued. The company now has a colony on the moon that they had set down on, where the alien was. Yep. They have lost contact with the colony. Like they're terraforming it, so it's not you don't have to be entirely in in spacesuits to right. to walk, walk around on it. But yeah, they're manufacturing an atmosphere. They have a facility on the site they've lost contact with, and they want Ripley to go out and take these colonial marines. There yes. you go. It's so cool. So it's yeah. Again, this you know you're smashing together this Clint Eastwood Heartbreak Ridge. Iwo Jima, John Wayne kind of idea with, with this, you what, know. What was the sergeant's name? Um, Apone. 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 And, and who was the actor? Oh, and I, 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 I wish you to ask me that a second ago. I don't Cause know. Because he's that. great. I, yeah, I love his. Yeah, he, and he's another subversion of the trope because he's supposed to be the badass guy uh, in this, this that you would think would be the hero. You know, right. he's the, he's, if he's the John Wayne figure, he goes out early. 
Which is a yes. subversion of the, of the trope. But you know, but at this point, though, I, I think we expect that because we know Ripley's going to the, be the hero. Well, the that's correct. Yeah. And it's, it, it's, it's, yeah, just, so that, it's hitting But she does share beats. the spotlight this time. Yes. With, with Michael Beam's character. Yes. Yeah. Hits. And, and Hits. with and Hudson. With Hudson and, as and, well. And, 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 and the, yeah. the first group of survivors, which I like that in many respects. You take the larger group and then you whittle them down, mm-hmm. and then you continue to whittle those down even further, sort of kind of one by one. Yeah. Whereas, you, But in this case, you've actually got a subversion in here. You, you've got a villain, Paul Reiser, who yes. is oily as all get out. Oh my god, he is oh, so oily. And yet he starts out to be this reasonable guy that's going to help yeah, her. Yeah, seems like she he's on her side. He's got the, he, that's just his, his ability to act. This is one of his early roles. Well, can, yeah, it's his ability to act, but it's also the nature of the character. That's right. Yeah, I mean, he, you know, he, 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 yeah, he, I mean, Cameron submerging this into, you know, you don't find out until later that Burke was the one that sent the communication to the to the planet Said, "Hey, go find this thing." That's right. That that Ripley's talking because none of the rest of the company believe her. That's that's a big scene in it too. That's right. It's early on. Yeah. She can't even get her license to go back in space. Back the company because doesn't want anything no to do with her because for whatever she reason she blew up the ship. That's right. <laughs> right. So, so yeah, and really, that's one of the interesting things about this. You know, it never really even occurred to me before, but that that this is a great point. The instigating incident, incident in this, the inciting incident, is not. You know, oh well, the company's got this colony out there because they're lo- they're looking for the-, the company doesn't even know about it until they find Ripley. That's right. Yeah, yeah. she's the instigator unknowingly. That's yeah. right. And the accidental and again, instigator. They, of the whole none thing. of the rest unbelieve her except for Burke. Yep, he believes her and says, "Hey, you guys, go find this thing," because guess what? Just like originally, the weapons division wants, wants to get a hold of this, and you know Ripley telling them, you know, you get what you want. <laughs> but you can't control it. Yeah, you know right. you're you're, you know a metaphor for the nuclear genie. Right. Well, you know to, this is, or and to know. use a, a track reference, this is a a, a metaphor for or a parallel to the uh, uh, stupidest weapon ever. Incredibly stupid weapon. Do not use. Is it's how it's labeled. Yeah. Because it's a giant laser that when you fire it, goes all the way around the planet and comes back and hits you in the ass. <laughs> Right. Yes. So that's why it's called incredibly stupid weapon. Do not use. Uh, it's, the alien is kind of the same thing. Incredibly stupid idea. Do not try. Yeah. It's the Genesis device. Yeah. Exactly. You know, it's it, don't do this. You can't control this thing. Yep. Uh, again, the metaphor for, for the nuclear nuclear weapon. You can't control this thing. Yeah. You can't reason with it. You can't bargain with it. All it doesn't feel pity or remorse, and it absolutely will not stop yeah. until you are dead. That's that's Cameron. That's I mean, Cameron that's, that's with, the, with the Terminator, yeah. and he just translates it to this thing too. Yeah. Although then, we find out you can reason with it. Oh yeah, to a degree. Uh huh. Because when Ripley threatens the eggs, that's correct. She backs off. She backs off. So that's when you get the first idea that the creature is actually intelligent. Yes. That's right. I mean, it's truly and, intelligent, and like sentient vulner- intelligent. Has a vulnerability too. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Because before, you know, it's just a, it's just a monster. Yeah. But in that scene, you establish, oh, this is a person, so to speak. Yeah, there's something that it can has be its own agency. It. it can think. That's a, so, not, which makes it even scarier because that means everything it's, it has done. Is deliberate. Yes, and that makes it's it not worse. instinctive like the shark. No, that's correct. Right. The shark—it's not sharking yeah. its way around. It's, yeah, right. It's, it's not living its best shark life. That's it's, right. That's, you know, what, that's what best I was alien going for. life. 
It is it's what may be. It's out to kill us. It's out and to kill us. Yes. F us and eat us and all of the above. Yes. Yeah. And it, but it's us deliberate out. about it. That's right. Yeah. It wants to wipe us out in the worst way possible. Yes. Because it's, it's hungry. And uses as incubators. That's right. Yep. So, but, you know, the story, of course, is set down on the moon, everything goes wrong. Right. And they find Ripley new, has to take who over. Has magically Ripley. survived in the, the ducts and the vents. Yes. Because she's the only one who can fit in. Yeah. Uh, and somehow has survived all that time until Ripley and, and the others show up. And Ripley kind of takes over this mother instinct of Newt. And, and she's got her own good instincts, too, because she says, look, this little girl has survived. Maybe you want to listen to her. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, because yeah, the Marines are panicking after getting their butts kicked. And it's yeah. like, this little girl survived with no training. So we can, too. Yeah. You know, straighten up Hudson. And so they they figure out that, of course, the battle, the initial battle with the aliens has damaged the reactor. Yes. So, uh, you know, there's no no longer a need to take off and nuke the entire site from orbit. It's the only, the only way, way to be sure. sure. That's right. It's going to happen anyway. And that, you know, that the urgency now to not only beat the aliens, but to get off the planet. Right. Because there's got to be a timer. In, yeah. a, in an action movie, there's got to be a time or something that you're racing against, mm-hmm. and now you have two. Yeah. So yeah, it, it, you know you got to get away from the alien, but you also have to get out within a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. And, and there's also that subverted uh, undercurrent too of the uh, synthetic bishop. Yes. Who, of course, in the first movie was Ash, which was absolutely villainous. Yes. Whereas a, a in this case here, he is heroic. Yes. And, yes. You know, Lance that, Henriksen. That's, that's absolutely, and that, that's a, that's a marvelous subversion of that because you don't really know that. Right. And you uh-huh. think he's great. He's got, he's got all these abilities, but you find he's, he's not quite as good as everybody thinks because you've got the scene where they do the knife. That's right. Yeah. And he walks away, and he's doing. You know, he's he's licking or, or sucking on the the leaking from it where he's cut himself. That's right. And of course, that's so, how he's revealed to be a synthetic. And it's how. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And you know, but you realize, oh well, maybe he's not as good as they think he is, which is which. That's always you know, a good thing to, yes. to to lay out there. Um, that means you so, have to excel somehow. I don't know if this is Michael Beam's first movie, but it's one of the earliest ones he's in. Well, he was in the Terminator. Besides Terminator, yeah, 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 yeah that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Work together. That's yeah, right. So that's, that's, that's really one of the reasons him. he got the role. Yeah, is because I, I forgot that because yeah. he's honestly, you put him side by side, it's like he's so scruffy here. He's you know, nor, yeah, it's that. Uh, I always yeah, forget I mean, that it's, just it's the same smart, guy. Yeah. You know, yeah. So well, I mean, but still, they, you know, the characters are presented differently. Is my point. It's, very much so. Unless I think about, yeah, I forgot. Oh, yeah, that is Michael B. Yeah, uh, and, and he was in the Abyss after that, and then Tombstone. Yes, and, and I say he's in the Abyss. He's great in the Abyss. Right. Yeah. yeah, and that was also Cameron too. Yes, and you know, this one, even though it's so different from the first, it builds on the first, and makes it into something that's like, oh yeah, we could, we could see more of this. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes the second one so genius, because not all sequels are better. Uh, you know, people say Empire Strikes Back is the best of the three. I'm not entirely sure about that. You know, maybe from quality of storytelling it is, but you know, honestly, Empire Strikes Back leaves me a little flat, just because it's it's in the middle. You don't really resolve and, anything. Yeah, and not a lot is not as much as is, is new like it was yes. with that first one. That's yes. and, and that's what they were worried about here is. You know, there's a there's a double edged sword of give them what they expect versus you better be better this time. 
Right. And this succeeds in both areas. Right. And they didn't, because they, they didn't do either. Right. Because they didn't do either. Yeah. Because uh, they didn't give them what they expected. They didn't give them the horror, but they still gave them the aliens. Right. And that's what, that's where the horror is. Yeah. Is when they open up with the uh, you know and they got the flamethrowers, and you see not just one alien, you see dozens, and they're not just you know coming on the ground. They're climbing over all surfaces of this this hallway they're in. Right. And there's you know dozens of them. That's scary. Because yeah. you know they're already scary from the first movie. So you're yes. taking what was given and paying it forward. And that's brilliant. That's brilliant. And, and Cameron amps it up with the a little bit of a MacGuffin device of the proximity locator. Yes. That beeping. And you know that more it beeps the closer they are, but they're still not in the frame. Right. Yeah, and then right. you know, they're right on top of us. And then everyone slowly looks up. Yeah. You realize they're in the, the ceiling. They're, they're literally up. Two meters. That's in the room, Hudson. They, you know. Oh. Yeah. So real quick, let's do a little uh, appreciation of creators again. Yep. Cameron James Cameron uh, wrote the screenplay and directed this one. Awesome stuff. Sigourney Weaver again as Ellen Ripley. Well, yeah, awesome. it, it stands or falls in many respects on her. Yeah, uh, and it was a genius the way the the transformation of the Ripley character. Is yeah, there's a, there's a logical progression without being a Mary Jane. Yes, Mary Sue. Mary, Mary Sue, Sue. That's Mary right. Sue. Yeah. but you're right. I'm Mary that's, Sue. Uh, you want uh, uh, that's the beauty of a sequel is there must be character progression from movie to movie to yep. really do, to, to to mine that very well, and this one does it in spades, yeah. much more overtly than many. Yes, and so we already mentioned Michael Bain again as Hicks, Paul Reiser. We mentioned as Burke, the you know oily Burke, and yeah. you know was I love his costume because all it was was a, a linen jacket with the collar turned up. <laughs> and that was the the, the new futuristic space suit. Yeah, yeah the yeah. futuristic uh, yeah. three piece. Spent all the suit. money on on sets, so it's like ah, uh, Riser. I don't know what we're gonna do. Just turn your collar up and push your sleeves up, and that was his costume. <laughs> That's all you need. That's right. Yeah. But yeah, uh, you know, you think of Paul Riser again, the, the Mad About You, and, and as a comedian, and, right? But he was oh, you know, he's really good in this all the way through. You think he's a good guy, and then revealed at the end is he's the guy that sent the order to go find this thing. He's the one that wanted to try to get it back. Uh, and, and you know, locks weaponize it. And Al, uh, Ripley and, and Newt, Newt in the in the room, and trying that, to get them impregnated. That's, what, that's face when you really go. know that he is not just a just a, a minor level guy. He yeah. is bad, bad business. Well, the thing I like about this is you care about all of the characters. Yeah. You become invested in them, either in hating them as you do with Burke once you realize who he is. Yeah. Uh, or in each one of the Marines. Well, yeah. Norman, the, the yeah. lieutenant, who's, yes. who's an idiot. But he means well. He tries. Yeah, and he has his redeeming moment That's when right. he the, and uh, the, the uh, Vasquez, Vasquez yeah, they die themselves up. That's right. She, and she she grabs hold of him at that second, you know, knowing that you know. Yeah. I'm and that's his redemption moment because she accepts That's him. Right. She says as a marine. That's right. Even though you're an asshole. Yeah, you always were him. an asshole, Gorman. But yeah. she's willing to die but, with him. Die but with him like a marine. When she says that. It's also a compliment. That's yeah. correct. That's right. And that that's great storytelling. That's right. That's exactly because right. Because it means a lot more. It means a lot more. Scream uh, yes. subtext you're, to you're one of us. And it's what we you're talked about us, in pre-show. How just a little hint of something ex- you know, tells us so much. We all imagine so much based on that. And that's a great example of it. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Great so, example. Again, real quick. We mentioned Lance Henriksen. Awesome job as Bishop. Yep. Uh, Carrie Han is Newt. Didn't really go on to have uh, an now, acting it, career. Did she die, Carrie Han? Or maybe I'm thinking <coughs> of another non-poltergeist little girl who was in movies in the 80s. Uh, uh, maybe, maybe. I don't recall. But I'll just, real quick again, 
Uh, Hudson, the other big time survivor Marine, uh, is Bill Paxton. Yeah, yeah Bill, Bill Paxton, Paxton. Yeah, Bill Aiden, who has passed. Yeah, yeah. Jeanette Goldstein is Vasquez. Mark Olson is Drake. Rico Ross is Frost. Uh, Daniel Cash is Spunkmeyer. Tip Tipping is Crow. Trevor Steedman as Wierzbeski. And uh, Cynthia Scott as Dietrich. And uh, Colette Hiller as Pharaoh. And Al Matthews played Apone. That's right, yes. yes. And William Hope as Gorman. Yes, he had uh, a lot of, of uh, great character roles. Great stuff. That's mm-hmm. right. Uh, yeah, it doesn't say anything about... Uh, her being dead. Actually, she's been married to Nathan Kutcher since July 2nd, 2005. Carrie Ann. Okay. I must be somebody else I'm thinking of. I know, obviously, the poultry rice little girl, whose name I can't remember now, she passed. Yes. Uh, but um, it seems like there's somebody else that I'm, I'm thinking of, and I can't figure out who it is. Yeah. The actor, uh, Al Matthews, who played Apo, himself was a Marine Corps soldier. A real Marine. A yeah. real Marine. Yeah. So there's a reason that he uh, was able to... Uh, <laughs> so realistic. Yeah. Every, every meal's a banquet. Every day's an adventure. Secure I, that I, shit, Hudson. That's right. Yeah. And the way he just chews on that cigar. That's right. He, he nails that with such... It's, it's, it's actually a small part. But he just... All it takes is just those few moments with him. And he's that. and Because he, you realize he's the guy that's really in charge. He's the one that is expected to right. save your butt. Well, and that's always the case. That's a great, great piece of reality. Yeah. The sergeant is always the guy who's really in charge, not the first Louis. That's right. <laughs> he's the one that you want to be with because he know you know he's going to get you home safely, and yet he's one of the first ones that gets killed. Yeah. So that removes that uh, that uh, heroic underpinning from the story. Like, oh my God, now what do we do? Yeah. And, and the only guy who could get us, the guy who could best get us out of this. It's gone. It's gone. And, and yeah, that's the, the conflict then of Ripley has to tell uh, Burke, uh, this operation is under military jurisdiction, therefore Corporal, Corporal Hiss is in command. Yeah, that's right. It's not up to you, company man. That's right. Yep. You know, it's, it's tremendous. So, oh, what kind of time are we looking at here? Again, we didn't really get to talk about the other two films. I don't. Well, there, <coughs> there's actually a lot more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's more, but the third one I think is worthy of of consideration as far as you know to make it a trilogy. Everything after that is just milking the franchise. Milking well, the, there are there's separate that. stories. Uh, the well, the fourth one is, fourth is one kind is, of because cons- you've got because you got Sigourney the Weaver, but yeah. it's, she's not really herself anymore. Right, she's a clone of of the original. Well, she's Ridley. not just a clone; she's a clone mixed with alien DNA. Right, yeah, which is yeah, which actually is a nice twist. But yeah, I mean, it, I, I it was still really, milking the whole thing. Yeah, because yeah. you're trying to recapture elements of each of the first couple of movies, and it just doesn't work as well. That's right. The third movie was it was a departure again. They figure if we can do this once, let's do it again. Because they're also trying to go back to the original horror. Yes. Uh, yeah. Because the the ship crash, the the ship with Ripley and Hicks and Newt uh, and Bishop's remains uh, that escapes at the end, when you think it's all good, it crash lands on this prison planet. And literally everybody is killed, except Ripley. Yeah, and even that, if I remember correctly, the end of Aliens, that's not how that... They weren't like... They didn't get on a shuttle and leave the big ship because... Ripley blew the thing out into space, so there should have been no reason. So that was kind of a well, no, weird storytelling. Well, their their ship, whatever, and I don't remember if it was the if it was the Sulaco that crashed. I think it was uh, the big ship. That, right, yeah. right. the The story for the end of the second one is Bishop pilots them 
in one of the landing craft. Yeah, the drop ships. Back to the Sulaco, right, the big yeah. ship. The uh, reactor explodes. Right. It takes care of LV-426 and all the aliens on it, so they think they're safe. Right, but there's an alien that... that that got on that ship, the drop the ship. mother, that's the queen. and yeah, the, the queen, yes, the queen, queen. and they and, have to have the battle with the right. But Ripley blows it out of one of the the airlocks. That's right, and that's it. That's it. So why are they in this tiny little ship they that are. crashes? The, the, the Sulaco is what crashes. I don't remember it as that. But. Yeah, well, see, because it's done off screen. It's already happened at the beginning of the movie. They recover the bodies. Yeah, well, I realized that, yeah, it's happened to be... But it, my, my sense was always that some tiny little ship that had crashed. I don't think so. Uh, but, and, and it's been a long time since I've seen it. So right, my memory and I think be, I've only seen it maybe twice. And I mean, it yeah. was criticized right out of the gate of, well, you took the, the these endearing characters that we really like, and they're not even in this one now. That's right. right. You've killed everybody except one. Yeah, you, you kind of invalidate the end of the second movie. That is what, the worst part about Alien that's, 3. Yeah, that's you, right. That was the criticism. You wanted to see Newt survive and... And be in the battle later. And Corporal and Hicks. Gone. And, and, yeah. and, and they're all and gone. Even, even Bishop, you know, they would have been great. And and it turns out, and that was, okay, yeah, this is realism, I get it. It's supposed to be something very different, and it was. Uh, Sigourney Reaver shaves her head because she's on a prison planet, and they, right. you know, they got stuff like that. What I didn't like about it was an alien comes down with them because Ripley and Newt were impregnated before right. they went under, and I think Bish and I think that uh, Hicks was too, but they died. So she's carrying with her in her uh, an alien embryo, which for some reason takes forever. And I think they explain it because of the of the uh, sleeper process to actually come to right. fruition. But whatever was in Hicks or, or Newt or whatever, one got one got out. Yeah, right. one still got out. Yeah, and but we know that she's going to die. That's correct. So, you know, we know that going in, which is really unusual for a movie, that we know your heroine's going to die no matter what happens. Right. Because usually, you know, you say, oh, well, that could happen. But no one's like, it's definitely going to happen. Yeah, which, and I get they were trying to subvert something. And some, of, and part of that was, let's end this. We're not going to do another yes. one. That was, we're going to end the story. It was a poor over. ending. It was. As, as a third of the trilogy, on its own, it was actually pretty decent. Was, if you yeah, forget was, what came before it. Yeah, there was nothing Charles wrong. Dutton was phenomenal. Yeah, there was this. absolutely nothing wrong with that movie, and even with the story, but it's just... And that gets into that whole issue of franchise. Yes, on its own, yeah, it's a little redundant and repetitive yeah. is the problem, which by the time you get to a third movie is often the problem. See, that's right, and, that's, and I think that's why they realized, we'll do this one more time, but it's a cash grab. Yeah, once it gets greenlit, you know, and you've got money budgeted... You're kind of committed because anybody who says, "Well, no, you know what? Let's not do this," is never going to work in Hollywood again. That's right. Yeah. So, they, so they, you they, take the money and you do the best you can, and you laugh all the way to the bank. Yeah, yeah. and uh, even though it was highly criticized at the time, and it wasn't a bad movie. I mean, Sigourney Weaver does not do a bad performance. No. And Charles Dutton did a fantastic job, and it was scary. It was you know the alien chasing people around. Right. They put them in new situations. That's right. And that's the thing. I mean, it wasn't scary like the first one. Yeah, because it's it was known suspenseful. Again. That's correct. Yeah. That's right. And I think that's probably more a better way to put it. Yeah. Suspenseful. And this part of the whole, you know, we're going to kill Ripley off. And I think, and I want to say, I might be wrong about this, but I'm pretty sure Sigourney Weaver says, "I don't want to do this again." Right. And I'm pretty sure that was part of it. Yet says, somehow I'm, she's back for the fourth one. <laughs> well, uh, you know, uh, you're buy, write a big enough check. That's anybody right. Back that truckload of cash up to her house, and she will say yes. yes. And she gave it one more shot, and because and her. 
you know, reason for doing that, you know, I'm not going to do the same thing again. Right. Give me because she was big enough of a star at that time to say, "Give me the right script, and we'll talk." And the money, and yeah. they did, and it was okay. It was weird. It was an attempt to be different, but science fiction has that oftentimes. Right. Um, Winona Ryder always gives a good performance, yes. and it, it was it was just a different type of a thing. Uh, it was okay, and then and we're kind of out of time. So, but they decided let's take this world, this concept, and reboot it. Yeah, because this is like centuries into the future. That's correct. So this is even farther in, in the future than before. And they're on this space station rather than a ship yeah. or a planet. And so, again, it's like being on the Nostromo again because you can't go anywhere. Yeah. Uh, you know, and they do introduce some new things. You got the, the three aliens. And to break out, two of them kill the third one to use her blood mm-hmm. as acid, you know, to break out. Brilliant. Didn't see that coming. Yeah, which one are you talking about? Which movie? Aliens there? Four. Aliens. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The, yeah. The one with, yeah, yeah. That's right. So I, where they continue the franchise you know, in the future. Right. Uh, so yeah, that was brilliant. Did not expect that yeah. at all. Yeah, because. But it was still kind of a cheesy movie. Yeah, I mean, it was it was an attempt. Uh, and don't get me wrong, some cheesy movies can be entertaining, and it was. Well, they spent some serious money on Prometheus, which was the yes. prequel. I mean, and it was it was very good. It was a little highbrow though. It was very highbrow. That's correct. Yeah. Then and you've had Aliens vs. Predator, which was it's another action movie, its own thing. Aliens Covenant, and I never I'm, saw that one. And I'm and I'm I'm missing some. I know I am. No, I think that's it. I think you got to go right. Aliens vs. Predator, and the, and then the Covenant one, uh, which and I'm not familiar with. But yeah, Prometheus is a prequel kind of. And then there's actually a sequel to Prometheus. Uh, Covenant was. Correct. Oh, that was the Covenant. Yeah, oh, okay, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's kind of laying the groundwork of how the eggs got on LV four twenty six and. Right. What the aliens are I, and all that stuff. Not to say anything against any of those those other three movies, uh, because I haven't seen them, but they were okay. They were decent. They got greenlit. They made money. But that magic of those first two never got right. really... It can't yeah. be surpassed. It, it couldn't be, be surpassed. Yeah. yeah. Now, I will say this quick story before we end. So, I see Alien... Aliens, plural, in the theater with our uh, good friend from Michigan. Yes. And so we're watching, and you know, we're getting near the end. So you know that part where Ripley's on the platform, and uh, uh, Bishop is taking the ship? Uh, you know, he's like, where the hell is he? Yeah. Bishop! She, she screams right. out, yeah, because she thinks well, she's gone. Well, we're watching right at that moment while she's looking around, and, and the queen's coming after, the film breaks. Oh, no. Oh, man. And so we're all, ah! Pissed off as hell. So when I finally get it fixed, it jumps to where they're already back on the dropship. Oh, man. Oh, my God. That was one of the most uh, frustrating and annoying moments I've ever had in a theater. Yes. Because, yeah. I mean, that was a great moment. Yeah, and that's right. We were because... totally cheated out. And we sat there for like 15 minutes waiting for him to fix it. Well, yeah, yeah. because you got to know what happens. Yeah. Right. And you missed the part where Bishop says everything was getting pretty unstable. I couldn't take you off. Yeah. You yeah, know, because sorry, that's, sorry that's to give you one a fright. Subtext but... is you can't trust these synthetics. Yes, yes, no, maybe. Mm-hmm. What is that? She says no. Everybody else says yes. What's the truth? Until he appears here, and, and then she begins. To, she trusts him, and, and that's right. Brings that's him right. into the circle, <clears throat> like with hits. That's right. Yeah, which wants to take care of him. Which of yeah. course gives him uh, gives you sympathy, sympathy for him when he gets. Torn in half. Torn in half. half. And survives because yeah. it's And that was a great scene, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Another one of those unexpected. 
because you didn't know that 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 had come up with him. Yeah. So yeah. she wants to save Bishop because Bishop saved her. So. Yep. All right. Well, that's pretty good. That was way more than I thought we would get out of uh, in space. No one can hear you podcast. So we'll we'll wrap this up and move on. To the Hoopajube next To the Hoopajube. So what is well, what is well, next uh, for our Hoopajube friends? We, you know, we got five weeks this month, so uh, we're going to go back to bourbon again. Yes, I know why you're doing this episode. Why? Because it's going to drop on your birthday. Oh, okay. I'll take that. Yeah. Right. We'll raise a glass then, absolutely. Because that's right. It's uh, We're going to make uh, talk a little bit more about bourbon. We talk about it all the time. This, we're going we talk to, about some of the new bourbons we've... New bourbons we've tried that we want to try. You know, all that sort of stuff out there. Uh, deep. And oaky and smoky and marvelous to the tongue. That's what's next time. Hope you enjoyed another pointless discussion of eternal questions. Remember, new episodes publish every Friday at noon Eastern. Spread the word. We're on all the major podcast platforms. And leave us a comment or review because that helps others find us. We're on Instagram, Twitter, as well as our website, snakesandotters.com. I'm Martin. And I'm Robert. And I'm Francis. Join us next week, same snake time, same otter channel.